Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Yesterday, Colin, we looked at four psalms and we discovered a lot about God, the nature of God, and uh, in particular the, the extremes of God, his anger as well as his, his love. And we're moving into Psalm 77 today. What do we learn from Psalm 77? Well, you see, yesterday we were talking about these, these two things that we need to hold in tension, really, in our relationship with God, his, his transcendence, his greatness, his glory, his majesty, his power, and yet his imminence, his closeness to us. And all the way through the Psalms, we see these two extremes being brought together and interrelating. And that's the wonderful thing that can happen, of course, in, in the life of a Christian in his relationship with God. Even more wonderful now because Jesus lives in us by the power of his Spirit. But the Psalms are also rich in speaking of just about every kind of mood and situation in which we can find ourselves. Um, I, I call some of the psalms sort of a mood psalm. Uh, in, and that means when you're in a particular mood or when you're in a particular situation, that psalm is just right for you. And it's amazing how the Holy Spirit will take us to the right psalm at the right time. Now, this is a psalm that comes out of a time of real distress. And so it's a good psalm to turn to at times like that. Let's read some of it. I cried out to God for help. I cried out to God to hear me. When I was in distress, I sought the Lord. At night, I stretched out untiring hands, and my soul refused to be comforted. I remembered you, O God, and I groaned. I mused and my spirit grew faint. You kept my eyes from closing. I was too troubled to speak. I thought about the former days, the years of long ago. I remembered my songs in the night. My heart mused and my spirit inquired. Will the Lord reject forever? Will he never show his favor again? Has his unfailing love vanished forever? Has his promise failed for all time? Has God forgotten to be merciful? Has he in anger withheld his compassion? Then I thought, to this I will appeal, the years of the right hand of the Most High. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will meditate on all your works and consider all your mighty deeds. Now, you see, this is so helpful to us when we're in a situation where we really do need help and, and we feel sort of full of negativity and grief and sorrow. Um, while the psalmist is concentrating upon his feelings and upon his own situation and circumstances, it seems that the Lord is far off. It seems to him as if, you know, he just can't get through to God, as if his prayer is not being heard. It seems as if he's being rejected. It seems as if his grace, his favor has, has um, uh, disappeared. It seems that 
the unfailing love of God has vanished. It seems that his promises uh, have now failed. It seems that he's no longer merciful and compassionate uh, as he was in the past. And that's sometimes how it seems when we get our eyes on ourselves. And so the psalmist learns, well now, what do I need to do? I need to get my eyes off of myself and back onto God. Because while I'm thinking about myself and my feelings and my circumstances, I'm just sinking lower and lower. I'm getting deeper and deeper in the mire. I'm getting more and more negative. So he continues in the psalm, Your ways, O God, are holy. What God is so great as our God? You are the God who performs miracles. You display your power among the peoples. With your mighty arm, you redeem your people. You see, he's, he's now getting his eyes off of himself onto the Lord. He's remembering the great and wonderful deeds of the Lord. Your path led through the sea, your way through the mighty waters, though your footprints were not seen. He is a God who leads his people um, out of difficulties into periods of blessing. Uh, and you see the psalm ends by him saying, you led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. If God was able to deliver his people from Egypt, then surely he is able to deliver me from the situation in which I am now. So you see, the whole psalm is, is a complete turnaround, but it, it's so helpful when you are are um, feeling negative, to be able to pick up the Bible, read something where you can clearly identify with what is said uh, and then find the answer. Well, get your eyes off of yourself, get your eyes back onto God and onto his greatness. This is one of those deep spiritual mysteries then really, isn't it, Colin, that... I mean, our tendency when we are in distress is is not to look to God, is not to pick up our Bibles. It is, as you say, to sit and worry. But this is the answer. Yes, I always I always say that self-pity is like a spiritual cancer. It's funny, but when things are going difficult for us, we we want to be pitied. We like others to feel sorry for us and be very sympathetic towards us. And we feel very sorry for ourselves. But you see, it does destroy us. That self-pity does destroy us. It's a sin, actually, because all those things that focus on self are uh, works of the flesh, uh, which are opposed to the spirit. And... Um, if you go on into the next psalm, Psalm 78, interesting how that starts. Oh, my people, hear my teaching. Listen to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter hidden things, things from of old. What we have heard and known, what our fathers have told us, we will not hold them from uh, their, we will not hide them from their children. We will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, his power and the wonders he has done. You see, um, we started uh, Psalm 77 very negative. We got our eyes onto the Lord, the latter part of 77. So 78 says, well, I'm going to, I, I'm going to speak. Nobody can stop me from speaking of the greatness of God. I'm going to pass what I know of him and of his 
mighty love and power onto the next generation. I'm going to tell them of his praiseworthy deeds, of the mighty works of power that he has done. It's amazing how the direction uh, that you look actually changes everything. It, it, it conditions, it determines uh, exactly what your mood is going to be. You look at yourself and your mood gets darker and darker. You look at God and his light begins to penetrate and to shine into your heart and into the circumstances of your life. And what about this thing of remembering God's faithfulness from the past, remembering the answers to prayer that we've had so far? How important is that? Yeah, well, that's very, it encourages our faith, you see. Anything that encourages your faith when you're feeling in a desperate and negative mood is going to be very helpful to you. Because, you see, it's when you look at yourself that your faith is just simply not operating. Because, you know, you, you basically you put your faith in the one you look at. So you keep looking at yourself and speaking about yourself. You're putting your faith in yourself. Even though in your head you may say, my trust is in the Lord, in reality you're trusting in yourself, which is why you're getting more and more desperate. But when we begin to look to the Lord and look to his word, and when we begin to praise him and thank him for who he is and the great and wonderful things that he's done, when we remember his deeds of old, uh, then our faith is encouraged. And of course, the thing in the book of Psalms and throughout the Old Testament that is constantly remembered is this great act of deliverance of his people from Egypt. And, uh, you know, again and again, really the, the thought is given to us that if God could deliver a whole nation out of bondage, then he is surely able to help us in our sin or in our need, whatever it may be. But what about this other situation, Colin, where God just seems to be so slow sometimes, appears so slow to answer us when we do call to him in distress? Is there a, is there a, a, a key for, for speeding God up, as it were, for getting an answer to prayer more quickly? Well, I think there is. Uh, but first of all, I've got to say something that I think we probably don't want to hear. And that is, I think, often we're reaping what we sow. You know, God speaks to us and we're so slow to respond. Yet when we speak to God, we expect him to be quick to respond. And there is a spiritual principle all the way through the Bible that you reap what you sow. And if your relationship with God is such that when he speaks, you want to put into operation as quickly as possible what he's telling you to do, then I think you will find your prayer life will be very much more powerful. Uh, that when you speak to the Lord out of that loving relationship, that obedient relationship, uh, then you, 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 you know, you just know that even if you don't see a sudden and dramatic change in the circumstances, that nevertheless he has heard you, he's undertaking for the prayer, and he's going to guide you through that seemingly impossible situation and bring you out on the other side. So once again, it comes down to this uh, issue of relationship with him. Absolutely. The closer your relationship, the more spontaneous your prayer life, the more you are filled with faith, and the more readily you see God answer. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 